get started. I love you guys. Hello, pregame. You guys are awesome. Cameron said he logged on early because he was always missing the pregame of this group. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to have a chance to get a word in edgewise. That's right. <laughs> I do not leave. I was listening to one of the groups the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, I talk way too much. Stop. <laughs> Sometimes it, you're like, okay, what does everybody think about this? And we're like, <laughs> we sit there. <laughs> yep. I definitely feel awkward voids, but I need to stop doing that. No, that's okay. <clears throat> well, and I'm I'm the one who can give them a hard time for not leaving a word in edgewise because I'm the one who talks all the rest of the time, it seems like, right? <laughs> you have such good things to say. It's all right. Like, that's what um, groups are for. I love it. Yeah. We all just have so much. Group C has like more people in it or whatever. It's even harder to get into that one. <laughs> Group A, that one's like the the chill one. There's a lot more like silence, but I mean they're all they're <laughs> they're all very different. It's funny. Yeah. All yeah, right. Personality. <laughs> yep. Well, let's go ahead and get started officially. Mother, would you give us an opening prayer since you just popped up? <laughs> <laughs> You've been here the whole time, I know, but <laughs> I've been listening. <laughs> but I was eating and I didn't want to do them. <laughs> no, <me> <laughs> I have no shame. I ate on camera. <laughs> yeah, but you, you look fine eating. I look stupid. <laughs> All right. Our kind Heavenly Father, we're grateful to meet here this evening as friends in the gospel. We ask this evening to. Please bless us that we'll have thy spirit with us and that we'll have the spirit of discernment also that um, we'll recognize truth. We're grateful for this wonderful book that has been so enlightening. And we ask you please help us to continue our studies with that and to apply it in our lives. We ask you to um, please bless all the members of this class and, and in their endeavors and, and we're grateful to have this association of like-minded people and good friends. These blessings we pray for in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Prayer. This is like one of my favorite sections of chapter 10. I <laughs> so love awesome it. and very transformative as we, we go through some of these processes. So just opening that up, like how have your prayers changed? Or if you still haven't had time to like implement these things, how are your prayers going to change? Like what things did we learn about in here that are are just awesome. I, I first started reading this again a couple of weeks ago or whatever, and just trying to implement them is actually kind of daunting, right? Like that bullet point list on 266 is like, whew, I, <laughs> I'm not oh, there yet, no. or I can just do mighty prayer. But trying to implement one and then get good at it and throw another bullet point in there and things has been 
awesome that that journey of becoming mighty in prayer it's almost a spiritual gift that you have to to receive in order to to get good at it and anyway it's just been fun i'd like to to hear and pick your guys's brains on on that just in general or specific or whatever <laughs> well i want to start off because there's something just here on page 259 where it's in that second paragraph of prayer is it it struck me yesterday in the temple and i was like oh that just happened to me yesterday mm -hmm. as we walk by faith and by obedience to the ever-present shepherd of our souls a truth is quietly revealed most often without fanfare that we are within this narrow confines of the straight way this divine assurance that we are living according to Christ's pattern bestows upon us a confidence that God will hear our prayers and grant our petitions. It enables us to come boldly unto the throne of grace, not just in times of need, but in times of searching, yearning, and probing into the heavens. It, mean, it is the means whereby we at last gain faith sufficient to part the veil in prayer and Oh, I went yesterday fasting and everything, and I was sitting there, and, and things were just jumping out to me like never before. I was like, wait, why have I not heard this until just now? You know, I just, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. That part of things will, a truth is quietly <coughs> revealed. That happened to me twice yesterday in my session. And I was just like, I was crying <laughs> again. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's been a rough week, lots of tears. <laughs> Good. And I was just, I don't know, so thankful. <laughs> yeah, I've went through this chapter, just kind of highlighting some of those temple phrases and themes, right? Oh, yeah, Parting the veil in prayer. Mm -hmm. the when the holy spirit is invited into the prayer circle in true prayer our our primary feeling is overwhelming sense of being loved etc um what was it? the other one that was over here. what is wanted yeah what is wanted like all of that stuff is just like mm -hmm. just popping out all over yeah the endowment starts getting richer and, and richer you know, Satan worked on me really hard not to go. Like I had my names all printed. I swear I put them in my bag and <laughs> I still don't know where they went. I don't know where they are. I had like 27 names. And so I'm like, oh, maybe you shouldn't go. And then, nope, you're going. And then I get there and I had two initiatories and then they gave me four yeah, more. Yeah, I actually yeah. did six. So my head looked like a salad through it. <laughs> and then um, as I did my endowment, they're like, oh, the ceiling part is blank. Cause I was like, oh, I'm gonna skip my ceiling cause I don't have any names, but I went two and a half hours. I, I just got one name done, but I helped a whole bunch of people do a whole bunch of names. And I was like, I don't know. Things were weird yesterday trying to get me not to go yeah and where are those names they're somewhere in my house <laughs> no, I, don't where. I don't know where i'm reprint old. them and then you'll find them reprint them and then you'll yeah find i'm them. just gonna reprint them that's exactly what i'm gonna do because <laughs> i 
And then I'm going to laugh when I find them like, why would you put them there? <laughs> or you'll go, oh, I remember why I oh. did that. <laughs> no, I can remember. I had them in my hand because I'm like, I always have to put them in my bag because I'm always afraid I'm going to forget like this. I swear I went in and did that, though. <laughs> Before we leave that one thought, I just wanted to say, I love that where it says shepherd of our souls. I have, I keep a running list of any time I see a, another name for Christ. I'm oh, gonna, nice. A I'm word wall. Because that's so cool. Shepherd of our souls. Yeah. What a beautiful way to phrase that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just gonna go for it. Oh, I was gonna say, um, I have I have noticed that when I start my prayer with repentance and gratitude then you know repentance to basically you know come clean before i start anything else it it just is so much more meaningful and so much more profound mm -hmm. yeah you know i had a huge epiphany in the repentance when we're it talks about repenting of the fall and I was like, oh, I've never thought about it like that. Let me see if I can find it. Some 268. Thank you. I wrote boom by it. <laughs> of course, it is yeah. true that we also repent of individual deeds of which we may at times become guilty. We are to repent of what we are, which is fallen man unable to return to God. I've never repented of that. Have you guys? And I'm just really slow to come to the party. Yeah, it's a very interesting principle, isn't it? And like, you know, because I've always wrestled with like, not wrestled, but like I've always thought of article of faith too, you know, <laughs> we're responsible for our own sins, not for Adam's transgression kind of thing. But yet, yeah, repenting for our, our, our fallen state, like this is it. And we're just we just can't help ourselves every day. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I ask for forgiveness for mistakes and errors and my weaknesses yeah. and things along those lines. So I guess that's, it's similar. I've never put it into these words, but, mm -hmm. you know, some of those same kinds of concepts. Yeah. I always think of when, you know, I did, I guess I missed that. I don't know what page that was on. If I've gotten to that part, oh, it's yeah. in the repentance part. Is that where it is? Okay. I haven't gotten there yet. I always yeah. think of the broken heart and contrite spirit kind mm -hmm. of, I mean, I think it's the broken heart is that we're fallen, <laughs> that we're, you know, that we're not like God. And, and we have to, I think, have a broken heart and contrite spirit kind of mourn that we're in the condition that we're in even though we agreed to come here uh -huh. <laughs> i think we have to realize what situation we're in and how far we have to go <laughs> with christ's help yeah exactly well and just after that i really like the analogy he used of the car look at yeah. the car 
I know it was very powerful that that analogy was. that he's given. It was. Uh, on two sixty nine, yeah, I I just you know our body is the car and we're the driver, right? And if we think that we are the car, it really can impact the choices that we make. But if we understand it's just the car, we're we're actually the driver. Where do we want to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Well, I was reading that. Okay, so I'd just gotten home from church and I was like behind, so I was cramming, and this was about three o'clock, and so. I read 269, one of the ways he keeps us from hearing the Holy Spirit is by making the demands of the flesh too loud to ignore. When we are serving the flesh, the Holy Spirit departs for a time. And at that point, I had, you name it, I had some almond M&Ms going in, some caramel corn, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing it right now when I'm reading this. In the process. In the process. And I just was like, we'll see. The Holy Spirit's not going to help me any bit right now because <laughs> I am a sugar addict. I will confess. And, I'm sitting here down on these as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, sometimes I'm successful getting off of it. I was doing really well first of January, and then I went and bought some Valentine's things for my students, and then I fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read the Screw Tape Letters? The screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis. Um, in in one of them, he he talks about how he uh, he he's screw tape is a is a minor demon, or you know, and he's trying he's writing these letters on how he's doing it, corrupting this human, right? It's, it's really really well <laughs> done. Perspective. Yeah, and um, and he talks about how. Well, he, he was reading in the library and he found this thing and he almost, he almost came to this nugget of truth, but I was able to plant the thought in his head that it would be good to have a snack. He's hungry. And so he would, you know, he got up and was thinking about it on the way, but I had him completely forgetting about everything he thought about by the time he made it to the street. You know, and and when you read that, you're like, wow, that is what happens all the time, Mm -hmm. right? And that it's right here. It's that when we're serving the flesh, the Holy Spirit departs. Okay, you're you're after some the munchies or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And how many times does that happen to us? Every day, a lot, (laughs) multiple times a day especially when you're just about you're right on the cusp of of putting some pieces together or something starting to click or you know things along those lines Mm -hmm. think about it think about our ancestors like my dad always says some people live to eat and some people eat to live and my dad's one that lives eats to live and my mom and I live to eat yeah the other way (laughs) I get them backwards all the time anyway so um it's if you think of our ancestors they probably only ate two meals a day they're farm workers you know and now we're all like okay we wake up and then we eat breakfast then we have to have a snack have lunch then we have to have a snack I'm like a total hobbit like (laughs) I have to have first lunch a second third. yeah it's no wonder we're having trouble with the word of wisdom because it it's the society that pushes all this garbage on us and 
the farmers would get up at 4.30 and they'd go out to milk the cows and to feed the chickens and to do all their farm work. And they'd come in at eight o'clock and they'd be hungry because they had just yeah. done all that labor. So they'd have this big giant breakfast of eggs and bacon and you know hash browns and all this stuff. And then they'd go out and work in the field and then they'd come in for dinner or their, their, their supper or whatever it would be in the big meal in the middle of the day. And they'd come in and eat this big meal. Then they'd go out and work again. And then when they'd come in in the evening, they'd have, you know, right. a light, a light supper or something. And, and, and it wouldn't be that this big, we have this, this idea that we have, you know, we have breakfast like the farmers had, we want to have a lunch. <laughs> and then we have this big dinner and then we just sit around like bumps on a log until we go to bed and, you know, whenever burn it off. Right. Mm -hmm. What are we doing yeah. there? So we're like this, this car that's on autopilot or whatever. It's yeah. like that's when crazy. it's actually steering it and we're just like, well, this is a fun oh, ride. Wow. <laughs> we're along for the ride. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But, you know, it's, it's interesting on 270, you know, when a mortal lets the car steer, he becomes the captive of the will of the car and the evil that amplifies its lusts and his automobile becomes an extension of that evil. Mm -hmm. And Scott said, you know, or, or if it's just tossed around by the road, right? Mm -hmm. Do any of you live on roads that need a little bit of work or am I the only one? No, I live drive, in the country. <laughs> if you drive down this road and well, you're we'll careful, you're gonna be here or you're gonna be here or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you're, you get tossed around by the road. And, and isn't that the way it is at life too, right? We get tossed around by the road of life. And um, if we're not paying attention and don't have a good grip on that steering wheel on where we're going, we might find ourselves on the other side of the road. Yeah. So, um, you know, but when we cease to be a passenger in our own bodies, I like that on 271. <laughs> yeah. That's highlighted in my book. <laughs> Yeah, it just totally kind of blew me away. It's like, holy cow, like, <laughs> I love this object lesson. I need to like have it in my head all the time. I'm going to get myself like one of those little toy cars and <laughs> like, okay, Cam, how'd you do today? Yeah. You know, I have read this book a couple of times before and I don't remember that analogy. Neither do I. Yeah. Like I'm learning totally new stuff this time around. I don't know why. Maybe I wasn't ready for it. Right. You know, Scott likes to say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. you know the yeah. same kind of thing also i loved hearing about like um when we make sacrifices and like when we fast mm -hmm. and we take away what carnal man wants that's when the spirit really comes to us like i've, mm -hmm. I've always like when you feel the tummy rumble that means you need to go pray type of thing mm -hmm. and i was like it was just neat to hear it in this perspective as inviting the spirit back to us to i mean i always knew it was great and but i don't know it was just different this time reading it like this mm -hmm. yeah for sure mm -hmm. i like at the top of 271 in that same context there that it becomes our eternal servant and so like if we learn all of this process and everything these are the, the promises that 
that our bodies actually afford us. This is the reason why we come to earth, right? To get these bodies because they can become a source of endless righteous sensory input and a source of creative powers and everlasting joy. Like we wouldn't have those if we hadn't come to earth, received the bodies and then learned to master them. But if we come and just let them take over, we don't get those things. And yet um, we saw that God had those and wanted those same blessings. And I don't know, it was just so eloquently put there that it just like struck me so hard that we now, if we can learn to control them, we have a source of those things that we didn't have before and that we can continue throughout the eternities with. Anyway, it's just very impactful. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying really hard. I don't know, I've been thinking about the word of wisdom a lot, just that most of our food is just garbage and mm -hmm. like the prophet's vegetarian. I'm like, I just want to like, okay, could you send us some recipes of <laughs> how to make it yummy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet. Oh, not either. So I try, I've tried to cut out a lot of, of meat and my daughter and I, we were talking about this just before. And I'm like, I think we need to move that way. I think for sure in the millennium, it's going to be this way. I think, I think one of the problems we have right now, though, is that our grains are so corrupted yeah. that, that I think they're, it's difficult for you to get everything that you need um, with just those grains. And, and we, have, right. we have modified things so much and we treat them with so many chemicals right. that I think that's, gonna, that's a problem. But I think in the millennium, we will have the pure grains, we will have the pure food, and then we won't, then it won't be a problem, right? Right. But I think that's one of the issues. One of the reasons we haven't been asked to do that right now is if you, if you just do strictly vegetarian, um, you have to be really careful that you get everything you need. All right. right. I've uh, done a lot of research on all that and like Bob's Red Mill is one of the only companies, they're from Oregon, that um, they don't use genetically modified wheat and, and there's this big controversy because there's farms around them that are planting that garbage and it cross pollinates and stuff like that but there are, you can find places where it isn't contaminated, you know, or isn't genetically modified, but it's, it's hard and it's expensive to yeah. buy that stuff. Well, it, and it's, it's not just the GMOs, it's the chemicals they use. Right. You know, yeah. it's the Roundup, it's the, you right. know, the pesticides and stuff like that sure. as well. So, you know, I, I, our son has a friend who, He's trying to figure out what he wants to do, right? He's like 24. And so he <laughs> takes one of those. Year, one of those. Yeah. He he takes a year and tries a different eating style. So <laughs> he was vegetarian for, you know, he was vegan for a year and it put him in the hospital for a lot of Yeah, days. you gotta be careful. And um, then he said, Well, you know, maybe I'll try I'm doing vegetarian this year. And he's still he had he couldn't gain weight. He was having a hard time, you know, doing any of that. He says, I think maybe I need to do some kind of modified something. I think the next year was going to do keto or something. I don't know, you know, just totally <laughs> flip it. 
you know, because he's trying to figure out he, he's not a member of the church. He doesn't have any guidance along those lines. And, you know, he's just going from one to the next to the next thing, you know, that the world offers and um, trying to find the best thing. He's trying to do what's right, for, you know, and eat right and things. But, but I think I've never um, heard about there's these lists. They're called the Dirty Dozen, mm-hmm. Clean 15. Mm-hmm. So I try to, I've followed that for a long time. Like you go to a party and if there's grapes or green peppers, just walk on by because any food that grows with a lot of water really fast, like celery, strawberries, those kind of things, they're super, super contaminated. Grow them yourself and then they're not. Right. That's what I do. But a lot (laughs) of people don't. And grapes, like you watch how they get in full-on suits with masks and spraying them the you know grapes out in California it's just why would you want to eat that and those are on a relish tray all the time and I'm like I would never let my daughter eat that kind of stuff (laughs) don't walk on by (laughs) have a carrot with some ranch sauce (laughs) but but that's part of your process right of being the driver of your car right 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 you know and we all get to be the drivers of our cars in, in the best way that we all know how, right? Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, did I send that one, um, Alicia's PDF on Word of Wisdom and how she thinks it'll play into the actual second coming angel of Passover kind of thing? Anyway, I can't remember. If not, I'll, I'll put it. I, I would like to see that. Yeah, put mm-hmm. it on learning. Put it on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. yeah because it's it's a really interesting read like she talks about how the actual destroying angel of the second coming will pass over like the word of wisdom is a direct reference to that and she makes a, a really good argument for it and everything so uh it, it's a fun one yeah how can we share that book how come she shared it or how, how can we share that book Oh, um, yeah. So like I, I posted I could it. download it to my ebooks, my iBooks or whatever, but I couldn't figure out how to share it and upload it to some place else or upload it to the WordPress or just to send it to a friend. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's just know. in PDF and so it should be able like you could just send it as an attachment or or something like that. Okay, probably if I did it on my computer, not my tablet, because my tablet won't. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I, I have to download it to my computer because my tablet has to go to like my iBooks. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it doesn't have a place unless I get a file to put it to, but I'm not sure. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll try it on my computer then. Yeah, that's how I would recommend it. Yeah, she just sent it to me on email and it's like, I think your groups could benefit from this. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then I read it and I'm like, oh, this is really good. Thank you. Yeah, I was really impressed with what I've read of it. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to share it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the section we're supposed to be reading for this week, um, with the section on mighty prayer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have a whole, all these references that he had, and then a few more that I have marked throughout my scriptures on mighty prayer. Did that a few years ago. But um, in, in this uh, Mormon y- yeshiva, youtube channel and the ones we just i think it's the ones we just watched today either five or six he was 
he was referencing ways to have, you know, he wasn't calling it mighty prayer, but he was talking about mighty prayer. Uh-huh. Right? He, w- he was talking about the um, praying with the, the voice, it's all called calling upon the name, right? And so, you know, he talks a lot about the story of the brother of Jared and, you know, the brother of Jared got taken to task by the Lord because he had failed to call upon the name for eight years. Does that mean that he didn't say a prayer? No, he didn't call upon the name, in, you know, of the Lord in the in this mighty prayer, right? Ah, huh, interesting. Yeah. And um, he he talked about having the language of angels and the roaring of lions. And I had just read that somewhere today. I don't I don't know. We had every book of scripture out on the desk this <laughs> yeah. afternoon. One of those days. It was, yeah. you know, and I've got stuff marked in every and I put it all away so I I could do this and now I have no idea where it is um but you know that it just made me think so much about that um you know about about the the calling on calling on the name of God mm-hmm. that is our mighty prayer right and and to follow what it says I, I like on page 262 during such a prayer, all feelings of self-doubt, self-loathing, or even self at all depart. That's what I was trying to find. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 262. We no longer feel the need to apologize profusely, to self-denigrate, or spiritually grovel to evidence feelings of humidity, humility. Yeah. In mighty prayer, feelings of self largely disappear. And, um, you know, to just read this description you you can tell it, he knows what he's talking about you know this is something he's experienced right mm-hmm. um and he, and he talks about um we can petition the father and be admitted so that we seek and find ask and receive knock and see the gates of heaven opening that's on 263 yeah so um it it goes along so well with this calling upon the name part six that he had that he just put up this eve this afternoon um you know it's uh i'll go check those out yes yes um and he's been talking about, you know, through all of the, the series about making, you know, the prayer a meditation, mm-hmm. you oh, know, yeah. there's such power in that. Like, I'm just barely coming to that party, but yes. Yeah. So he, he actually talks about the, the three mother letters in Hebrew, mm-hmm. Allah, Mem, and um, Shin, Shin, Shin. Aleph, Mem, and Sheen. Aleph is for air. Mem is water. Sheen is fire. What if we just, wasn't that just this week we were taught in Come Follow Me about being baptized by fire and sanctified by the, justified by the spirit and sanctified by um, the sun, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's all that fire, water, and air again and again and again and um he said even in like the 
the the Hindu you know meditations you know we hear this om sign right ah and mem that is the ah and mem from alf and mem put together mm-hmm. um um so that's the air and water all their mission is the sheen which is the father mm. very interesting yeah so you know all of that kind of comes together in different ways like throughout the week of study and stuff it's like yeah. holy cow now that makes sense and that makes sense okay yeah i just uh-huh. needed that, that extra puzzle piece what about what about meditation though okay so this is like from the handbook and and the occult like mm-hmm. yoga meditation mm-hmm. where some parts of that do have some yeah, because Satan has definitely used not it good symbols in it. Yeah, he's he's yeah. polluted it. But so, but today, like in church, we had a lady give a meditation, and I was just like, oh, is this okay? Mm-hmm. She's doing like a guided vision, <laughs> and I was like, oh. And I asked the bishop about it later, and told him, like, is this some of that occult stuff? I don't know. I kind of think it might be. But I don't know what you guys think. Well, he when he did this, he talks about how this is not meditation like the world thinks of meditation. This is the um, this is the the meditation that is the ancient Hebrew type, right? And he talks about that in his different in his different videos um, along this because that's where he that's where he's coming from. He was Jewish and he converted and and everything like that but one of the things to remember is that um satan has a counterfeit for everything that the lord has and if the lord has something that is very very important satan's going to make a really good counterfeit and then make everybody want to steer clear of any of it to avoid the counterfeit so that's something to think about right yeah right you know, um, and if this is, if this is one way, you know, that, it, and I'm not sure how it all comes together, you know, all that kind of stuff, I got to go back and, and take more notes and, and listen some more about what he's saying. But, mm-hmm. you know, if, if calling upon the name of the Lord is what's going what you really need to do and you put that in here with mighty prayer and you take all these pieces that we know and you put them all together if that's what it if that's what you need along with the things we learn in the temple to get us to part the veil how much would satan not want us to have anything to do with that right so that's where I would look at we're on here, you guys. <laughs> well, and I think I think so much of it is dependent upon our heart as well, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. some people they want to do the meditation and the whatever, and they seek out some, you know, other spiritual leader to okay, how do I do this? Instead of saying, I'm going to meditate and you know follow all of these things that i know to connect with god which um which one of the presidents of the church used to meditate all the time yeah which one there's a great there's a great talk i don't know about anybody that did meditate but there's one that david o mckay gave in april of 67 called consciousness of god supreme goal of life 
And one of the quotes from it is meditation is one of the most secret, mm -hmm. most sacred doors through which we pass into the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes. That was David O. McKay. That's who I was thinking. I was thinking it was David. O. McKay. Yeah. It's from April, 1967. <laughs> he gave a talk that was a lot of, it was about meditation. Mm -hmm. And of course, since it's 67, it's not on the Gospel Library app because they only go back to the 70s. Yeah, you can get it in the LDS Citation Index, and mm -hmm. it goes back to 1910, 1920. I don't know where. It goes way back. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, and then Richard G. Scott, I think, talks about it quite a bit. He talks about dreams and visions and meditations and the importance of all those. Okay. But I know like one of the ones that I was a rabbit hole that I went down was the whole manifesting aspect of meditation. And that's like, I don't know, as soon as I heard it or whatever, like the spirit was like, no, don't do that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, some of them, you kind of give up your mind. So other things. Yeah. And, and so it's tricky to know. Yeah. Especially like hypnosis. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, a, a common one, right? Like I've heard lots of good LDS people lately, just barely, like know, everybody's recommending hypnosis and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, um, guys, like that one's directly in the handbook and like, it's literally giving up your agency. Like, hmm, that's a, that's a weird one, <laughs> but yeah, but that, that's the key, right? Does it give up your agency or not? Yeah. Meditation right. that brings you to God doesn't give up your agency. But hypnosis, you're giving to somebody else your will, right? Yeah. Or just completely clearing and opening it up and inviting anything in, that's that's not good. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I think that's those are things to consider. Yeah, and that's why I really loved this section on the mighty prayer of like, okay, here's somebody that I really respect. You know, Pontius has went through a, a lot of different learning experiences and he's basing it all off of scripture and if we look like this mighty prayer pattern is exemplified by so many prophets and it's like huh okay now doing like a deep study on it i had never <laughs> i mean uh not had never i haven't yet had time to really plug it into the brother of jared's story but i love that that um <laughs> yeah. he hadn't not prayed because i really had a hard time believing that he had never prayed for eight years that's just so weird but he hadn't mighty prayed for eight years. That makes yeah. a lot more sense. And it's like, you still get brownie points for praying, but yeah, you're not quite doing it right. <laughs> you haven't sought my face for eight years when you know you should have. Like, I'm leading right. you along. Huh. Yes. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And, and he talks a lot about um, in all of these different things, different things about the brother of Jared and the symbolism of the story and, and barges and the hole in the top and the hole in the bottom. And how the barge is really a vessel, right? Mm -hmm. Just like our body is a vessel. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just like, you know, and he compares it to Noah's Ark and, and you know, oh my gosh. You just, there's just a lot, a lot in that today <laughs> that, that I just, those came out today. I, he hasn't put out anything in a couple of weeks and those came out today as we were talking about this. So, wow. Yeah. That is cool. Yep. So um, this Consciousness of God's Supreme Goal of Life by David O. McKay was actually read by his son, Robert R. McKay. 
Oh, that's that one that his son wrote, read in conference? Okay. His son read in conference in April of 1967. So that was um, six months before I was born. I was seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> oh, I'm old. I don't feel old, but then when I go outside, I'm like, I'm old. I feel old when I Do think it. about dates, like, you know, hey, conference reports from the year I was born aren't even on the app. Yeah. I know, because we're so used to this easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Finding it at our fingertip. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I did find it at my fingertip just in a different app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when, like, the that first CD of all of like the, the enzymes and talks and stuff came out or whatever, you know, that, that CD-ROM was so cool. And then like the gospel library app or whatever, just completely blows it out of the water. And I'm like, oh man, I feel old. But <laughs> then you start looking at those. I mean, you're a baby. You know, you know, I'm still a baby. Yeah, I remember doing family history work on, uh... <clears throat> yeah. I can remember doing it on, pen and paper <laughs> well I had it on pen and paper and then I entered it all and yeah yeah somebody asked me what a JEDCOM was the other day and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> for that forever okay wow so um anyway I, I thought that mighty prayer part was really really good it was um, really good the whole thing was really good. I really enjoyed it. And took a lot of notes. And if I put double stars, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then those bullets about uh, developing our habits to pray, you know. Um, I do a lot of those, but it was it was awesome. Like, why don't we tell people these things? Yeah, I think I, I don't know. maybe they do, and I just haven't ever been able to hear it now, right? One of my biggest like offenders is that second to last bullet point remain upon your knees until instructed to end your prayer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like one of my hardest ones because I'm always just like in a rush or something, I guess, and I just never do that. And you know so what I one, just did? I um, ordered this giant fluffy pillow, <laughs> and it yeah. just stays on the floor. The missionaries came over and like, Oh, your pillow's on the floor. I'm like, no, it lives there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's my meditation. My praying pillow. <laughs> yeah. It lives there. That's oh, that helps because then you're cozy. Like I, my house is old, so I have to make sure I'm warm and mm-hmm. like I've got my slippers on. I've got my robe on. It's comfy under my knees so that I want to stay there because sometimes. Yeah, kneeling I'm is hard. <laughs> and I hurry and. I tell you what, when I was in a ceiling session this week or whatever, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. I can't kneel this long. Like, <laughs> tap me out. I know they always tell me, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, yep. Because I can, I can stay there forever. The cushions are so soft. The cushions are so soft. If they were a little firmer, I mean, they could still be soft, but just a little bit more support then you wouldn't bend your knees back as so, as far. They're so soft, you bend back too much. And then that makes my knees hurt. Yeah, exactly. Like I have such a problem kneeling at the altar. I'm like, huh, geez. Cause like my, 
<laughs> my mat i have a mat underneath my bed that just rolls out i can kneel on it for hours but like the temple ones nope <laughs> that one's a hard one <laughs> yesterday the sealer was, was saying he was kept checking in with us he's like i just have to check because sometimes people come in here they're fasting they're hungry they're thirsty yeah. and then they get in this position and they he says they just pass out <laughs> so he's like every two or three he's like are you okay you okay and we're like yeah, we're okay. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another section that I liked is on Revelation and Prayer on 260. Mm -hmm. When he, he, how many of us, how many of us have had this happen, right? Consider a priesthood blessing where a willing individual steps forth to perform that ordinance without having opened the channels of intimate revelation through the walk of his own life. No. First when yeah. I read that, I was like, can we go visit Cameron and get a blessing? <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm the one. I've only given like five blessings my whole life, but, you know, <laughs> I, I need some practice, so come on down. <laughs> you know, for such an individual, the words will lack power and conviction, and the promises will be tentative and conditional, not unrighteous, but without, without power. power. Yep. Such blessings often include, how I many of you have had these, admonitions, beseeching of the Lord, and escape clauses that give both the priesthood holder and the recipient a place to hang their faith if it doesn't come to pass. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of such blessings, we are often not surprised and oddly not disturbed when our desires are not realized as promised. We just accept that the answer from the heavens was no, or that someone didn't have the faith necessary, and we're okay with that. I know. That's the part that, like, got me. It was like a dagger to the heart. And yeah. we're okay with that. It's like, oh, dang it. Like, yeah, that's that's something that's got to change. You know, and this, this idea of, well, it's just not the Lord's will, right? And then on the next page, he says, if we yeah. didn't take the time, live the life, or walk the walk, that would have enabled us to understand the Lord's will in enough detail to use the proper words in a priesthood blessing. Why are we then qualified to state that it was the Lord's will for us to continue to suffer? That one hit like a ton of bricks. And that I was like, oh, I have to highlight that. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. Me too. You know. So and the and the quote by Joseph. Yeah, because if we're like taking all of these principles and then looking at, at Joseph Smith and President Nelson, the things that they're saying is like, guys, or I mean, I'm saying guys, but like guys and girls, like everyone, are we waking up? Like our prophets are literally screaming at, screaming at us. Yeah. <laughs> like stop or actually get the power. Yeah. Let the elders either obtain the power of God to heal the sick or let them cease to minister the forms without the power. And, and Joseph said that, but how much of our current culture in the church is very much ministering the forms without the power? Mm -hmm. Right. That's exactly what we do. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have to fix that if we're going to make Zion. Yeah. Yeah. If we're actually going to build Zion, we, this is a huge issue kind of thing and i love at the very beginning like i didn't catch this until group a when i was reading it but brother joseph while in the spirit rebuked the elders with this mm -hmm. and i was like 
Oh, that's that's Thank pretty you. profound right there. He was actually in the spirit doing that. I was like, you know, that's <laughs> there's not a lot of times when we have his quote from in the spirit, and I don't yeah. know, it just hit me. Yeah, that whole section. absolutely. I, I read that and I was like, wow, yeah. yeah, that's most of the blessings that I've had in my life, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because they're just afraid. They're either not ready or they're not, they're, they're afraid to actually say something. And sometimes, you know, like I'm just speaking from, from the ones that I've given or whatever. I thought that that's what we were supposed to do. I mean, cause that's what I had always heard, right? You know, mm -hmm. you give escape clauses so that if it doesn't work out, <laughs> that they don't come back and they don't oh, no, no. So like, holy cow. So now um, one thing that I've, I've kind of made it my goal, this was before this, but I've kind of gotten lax at it, but premeditating what my opposite is going to be. So instead of an escape clause, I'm going to do this so that when it comes through that I'm defaulting, like I already have some phrases there so that the spirit can use those, right? Instead of just winging it and um, you know, like, yes, we're supposed to be in the spirit and, and giving blessings and stuff, but like having those things being called to our remembrance as we're, we're needing them and stuff and not getting, I mean, getting some of that language just out of our, our vocabulary, out of our system so that we're not doing that all the time. I, I, I literally thought that's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Today, when I was teaching primary to my cute little eight-year-olds, um, I'd read some of this, but I was like, okay, I want to be more in the spirit while I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. Today, I really tried hard to do that. And I had the best lesson. My kids all interacted so well. Yeah. Like, I think they got it. And I was just teaching, you know, the fourth article of faith basically is what, what it was for. So what was kids. your process of, of transitioning there and like really focusing on being in the spirit? Like, how would you put that into words and articulate it? So this morning I was, I, I gave a talk to you today. So I was pondering my talk and my lesson I'd prepared the night before and I was just pondering and I'd said a prayer before that and was just sitting there pondering and then when I went to church, I said little prayers during the sacrament meeting for the spirit to be with me. And the spirit was really there in my talk. Like, I didn't even have to look at my notes. And I'm not a very good speaker sometimes, but I hardly looked at my notes. You know, I just, and I talked for almost 20 minutes. Like, I took up all the time they needed and like, wait, I did that? And then I go over to primary and the technology's not working and all this stuff. And I had two new little girls there. And I don't know, it was just amazing. Just, it was just, my prayer was different and I asked for it. Mm -hmm. I asked for the spirit to be there. I don't know, things are just really changing for me just now that I know better what to say when I pray. Now that I have this list, because kind of what I do, I have this prayer book, and I forget things, so I'll write down phrases, and if I forget, I'll open it and just read it, just so God knows, okay, she's old, she's forgetful, she's just trying to help remember 
all the things to to pray for. So yeah, I love that. Because I mean, we're just so prone to forget yet, you know, we're not supposed to just default to lists and everything, you know, and, and be like the, the lesser love, but yet the checklists help us get there to, to some degree. The but, practicing. Yeah. But there's always going to be moments when we kind of fall back or, or aren't in the habit as much or whatever. And so I, I'm like you, I, I have a certain little prayer roll kind of a thing that I have by my bed in case I'm, like, I'm just having like a stupor of thought like oh yeah oh yeah do 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 and it starts getting the juices flowing again sometimes I'll pray going in the car going to work because I just have a 30 minute commute and so my mind wanders all over and I'm like oh did I say amen ever because I just and I, I shouldn't be doing it that way, but I sometimes do. Like if I have a long trip, I'll have a conversation and talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I've tried to know. do that before where I have like a prayer in my heart the entire day. I was like, that's one of the hardest things. It's, it's almost draining. <laughs> well, you know, if you do, if you do that, if you start a prayer and say, okay, Father, I want to, I want to just leave this line of communication open all day so we can chat all day long. Um. And, and make it a conscious thing, like you're saying, Cameron, it can be a little draining, but to make it a conscious thing to, to consult with the Lord on, in all of our doings, right? right. And it, it's quite an eye-opening experience. Okay, I'll try that. I've put, like I'm in a classroom all day, so, but I've put little pictures of Jesus in lots of places I look that, you know, is mm -hmm. legal in a school little peekaboo <laughs> yeah <laughs> still here so it's like because i get so in the job you know yeah and sometimes i'd go home and i'm like i haven't even thought about any of what's really important to me all day long yeah and so during the pandemic i started doing that and that's like really been helpful but now i'm gonna try that nancy thank you well and you know you were saying that um you were saying that your mind starts to wander, right? Is that what you said? Are you thinking? Yeah, I'll think about a scenario and then I'll yeah. start thinking about my daughter. And so, um, on two sixty-seven, you know, speak whatever and words enter your soul. Don't edit them. Mm -hmm. okay, okay, right. Um, you can tell when the Holy Spirit is guiding you because your speech patterns will change. You'll say things you never considered in ways and with words you would not normally use you know, and, and things along those lines. And when I was thinking about, it, I was like, well, you know, sometimes I just will, all of a sudden there will be ideas or thoughts that will come and I'll go, That's why, me. why that? I know. Why that? And so now I'm starting to try to go, what was the source for that? Was it trying to distract me or did I gain some insight from my rambling? Because sometimes I will ramble you know, and then in my rambling, it's almost like I'm having a conversation and, you know, well, you know, have you ever just needed to solve a problem and you needed to talk to somebody yeah. <laughs> and, and you talk it through and they just ask a couple questions. And by the time you're done, you know, the answer, I mean, <laughs> the Lord does. I, I live alone. So I, I oh, you can talk in my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just. Yeah, that language may be unnecessary at times, right? That, that's, that's a good great idea. idea. 
maybe you're right. Maybe this is, I don't know, I gotta pay attention more. Mm -hmm. As I was talking with some, some fellow people about dreams and visions and, and things like that, one of them expressed the idea to me that as soon as they would start praying, their mind just went everywhere and stuff. And then throughout the, the course of their learning and experience with the Lord and stuff, they realized that uh, a couple different principles. So if you are actually praying in light, Satan can't interrupt. But if you're not, if you hadn't really focused and everything, you still might be like in Joseph Smith's case, like in the grove, but not in the pillar of light yet. And so like recognizing where you're at and um, when those wanderings happen uh, really helped her to realize when visions were happening versus when Satan was just trying to roadblock, right? And so I've, I've put that into practice lately and stuff. And so I'll really focus and get my prayer centered correctly because once I'm in light, when I'm like, I, I actually try to envision it and stuff like once I'm in the pillar of light, when I can feel that the Holy Ghost is leading and guiding it, those thoughts, I mean, they're like random, my brain goes everywhere, but yet it's kind of like this circular time bending uh, <laughs> communication. Like it's not words or anything, but it's just like feelings and thoughts and smells and, and textures and stuff like all these things that are just going places that are trying to communicate to me certain aspects and stuff. And so, I don't know, that was, it's kind of an interesting thing to like communicate because I did not explain that well, but like once you're in light, once you're in a protected space, it's protected until you come out of it kind of a thing. And we can, can do that as well with our nightly habits and like actually protect our our dreams so that they're in light and not being invaded and, and blockaded and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It was an interesting principle that really helped me a lot because yeah, my mind wanders like crazy. Yeah. I would be, it would be cool to hear all of our dreams now tonight <laughs> or not our dreams, our <laughs> prayers. Okay. Everybody report back. What were your prayers like? <laughs> how to go because we're all like little kindergartners in some ways like okay mm -hmm. yeah exactly i would love to like hear back from from everybody on I know, me too. Seriously. get yourselves a big old pillow <laughs> <laughs> yes. i have i have a special microfiber you know like thick bath mat that's really nice and it, oh, it's one of those. that would be good yeah, I just have it beside my bed. I mean, I have plush carpet in my bedroom, but I, I can't kneel on it. Yeah. But I put that bath mat down and it's nice, thick, plush, and then I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I have a giant 24 by 24 pillow and it's like super thick. It's like a dog bed. <laughs> it is. You have a dog. <laughs> tell people when they come over, oh, that's my dog bed, right? But you don't yeah. have a dog. They always, they always try to pick it up and like, hey, your pillow's on the floor. And I'm like, I know, that's where it lives. <laughs> Leave it there. <laughs> that's great. Um, well, any other kind of last things in this chapter that we missed or you want to talk about? I'm loving the book. 
There's so much. I mean, this is like my favorite section. I love that. We almost need to have another book group in like a year or so. Just right? Yeah. I would love to just kind of repeat all books. our things. Like, because yeah. going through Isaiah Decoded opened up a lot of Abraham stuff for me. And like Triumph of Zion opened up a lot of Isaiah Decoded for me. It's like, yeah, I just want to kind of go back and, and repeat all of them. Okay. Now we all get this. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. I get to start a Isaiah Decoded class on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, me and my mom that. are starting the one on Saturday. Yeah, but you guys are like facilitators. But mm -hmm. I guess you're kind of taking it again too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> going through it from scratch. I would. I knew you did Saturdays. I didn't do that one because I go have to go to places so much on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, if our temple wasn't as close, I don't think we'd be able to do that Saturday one because they, uh... Cameron, I think one of the things that's most important that we should take into consideration is if we ask the Lord to help us to learn how to pray mm -hmm. and give us personal instructions on how to pray mighty prayer, then all of this jumble of information that we have been given will be organized um, and clarified and it will be a matter unorganized mm -hmm. and uh, it will be to our benefit and our refining to do that however just be aware that as you ask the lord to help you to refine your prayers that right. all of a sudden now a responsibility increases um where much is given much is required oh so true so um you know it, it's important and you have to have that desire in your heart to want to the purpose for increasing your prayers is to be better servants and to better more use would you be um I would encourage you to to uh, read and ponder uh, hymn number 131, More Holiness Give Me. Um, we were working with it tonight, um, pondering it itself. And uh, the first verse covers um, one, one is uh, giving us more holiness. The second verse gives us um uh more about gratitude and the third verse is more about purity and, and as you begin to see each one of those segments in that song you begin to realize that there is a lot in that particular hymn that goes towards us refining our prayers and becoming more dedicated servants to our Father in heaven and to the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we part tonight, I would encourage all of us to truly search in our heart what our motivations are. Because uh, like they ask you in the temple, you, you there's lots of things to be taught and you must go into it with um, full acceptance that you have the ability to reject it or not follow through with it just yet if you don't feel like you're ready but i can tell you right now the only way to become ready is through him and his help so i guess it's basically having that faith enough that whatever it is he's going to teach you he'll also prepare you to be taught yeah. so um, I, I encourage us all to do that as we 
move forward in this week. And uh, I know that if we follow through with this type of prayer in this week, that when we return next week, that each one of us will all have been uh, moved up a notch or two in our prayers and that we will have more of that confidence in our, in our prayers and in the answer. And uh, one of the things that was brought to my attention this week was in uh, Doctrine and Covenants 121, um, I think it was verse 39, where he's telling them that um, we will wax, we will wax strong in the presence of the Lord. Um, and then it came to me that, well, that's like an, a, a, um, an additional equation that you can flip it in the other direction, it will equal the same. So in that particular verse, it's um, in the presence of the Lord, we can wax confident in the things that we're doing. So we are all seeking for that opportunity to be taught personally by the Savior, um, either in the flesh. Um, and that's one of those things that this mighty prayer and wanting to serve him and glorify him is what we need to put on our um, list of things to do in order to progress and to move forward in the way I think we all want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Like, President Nelson's quote came to mind, like, are you willing to pray to know how to pray? Like, exactly. that, that <laughs> just that in and of itself is, is a challenge, but uh, really looking at the motivations behind it and, and all of that. Like, yeah. Well, and, and what we study, um, we're studying Moses chapter seven this coming week, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So um, as you study that, look at the order that Enoch did things, right? In verse four, he talks with the Lord face to face. In verse 13, it talked about him and it said, so great was the faith of Enoch that he and it lists off all these things, you know, like spake the word of the Lord and the earth trembled and the mountains fled, right? His faith was so great. He had already seen the Lord face to face. He knew that he was on the Lord's errand and the Lord had his back. And he had rid himself of the unbelief, right? We talked about unbelief last week that would have hold, held him back otherwise because he had parted the veil, he had talked with the Lord. And then, because he had done that, then he knew, I have this faith, I can do these things, right? Yeah. The, the Lord didn't necessarily tell him, okay, now you can move mountains and you can do this and you can do that. But because of the relationship he had built with the Lord and that he had seen him and talked with him face to face and the things that the Lord had taught him, he knew then, I can do this. And he no longer had the, the doubt, you know, am I asking a miss? Oh, that was the other thing. The asking a myth that was in this chapter. Did you guys catch that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you catch that in this chapter? That what is it? What is the definition of asking a miss? Yeah, because that was new to me. I, I went and marked it in a whole bunch of places in my scriptures. Yes, 265. Let me see if I marked it. I don't remember that. Yeah, at the very top of 265. 32, 6. To pray without the guidance of the Holy Ghost 
is not to perform some unrighteous act, but it is often to ask amiss. So all of these things where they're saying, you know, ask and you receive, you know, or ask if you, um, if you if ask, what, what was the scripture, Scott, that you said? I think it's Second Nephi 32, 6. That, um, oh, yes, in Second Nephi 32, because in Second Nephi 31, he'd been talking about the gospel, the doctrine of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. No, that was not asking in this. That was manifesting into the um, flesh. Uh, sorry. But basically, every place where they say, as long as you ask not amiss, right? Um, then it will be granted, you know? And, and I had written in my scriptures in various places, what does it mean to ask amiss? And today I was able to go back and, and write the answer. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um you know that to ask a miss is to ask what uninspired by the holy spirit mm -hmm. so if, if how much have, do i do that <laughs> yeah well if we have done all of these things and we have that relationship and we are um when we speak what christ would have spoken then we will never ask a miss we don't have to worry about that adversary wants us to go oh yeah you got to watch out because you know you might ask a miss right but now that we know what it what that definition is what that looks like we know oh well i just make sure that i'm i'm praying with the guidance of the holy spirit yeah that was that was another cool thing so We've just been jumping all over this chapter. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. We've been all over the place. What did the first group talk about? We went very sequentially. I had kind of some blank spots. So, I mean, we just covered every little thing. Uh, and I have to go like... listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then right at the hour, it almost is like clockwork with that group. Right at the hour, then we just <laughs> branch off and... <laughs> we go into i mean we're polar configuration mostly and zodiac and astrology and all that kind of stuff oh, uh. <laughs> but yeah yeah well we get all that stuff out of the way at the beginning and and then we just branch <laughs> off all the time <laughs> okay so here's, an, here's another thing for you in in second nephi chapter 31 he talks about the doctrine of christ right and in verse two, he says, I must speak with you concerning the doctrine of Christ, then goes through and teaches all that. And then in verse 21, he goes, and this is the doctrine of Christ. So you have these bookends. So you yeah. know that Nephi says everything between verse two and verse 21, here's the doctrine of Christ. So study that. That's a, that's a great thing to study. But then in the next chapter, um, in 32.3, he tells us to feast upon the words of Christ. And then in four, he says, if you can't understand, it's because ye ask not, neither do you not. Therefore, ye are not brought into the light, but must perish in the dark. I read that today. That was in my talk. <laughs> and, and then in verse six, he goes, behold, this is the doctrine of Christ. There will be no more doctrine given until after he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh. And when he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh, the things which he shall say unto you, you shall observe to do. 
how many members of the church read that and think, okay, well, this is Nephi telling his people. And, you know, in third Nephi, Christ comes and manifests himself in the flesh and tells them to do stuff. And, you know, and they're, so then they're looking, you know, what's in the end of third Nephi? What's in fourth Nephi? What do I need to do? This is a very personal verse. Yeah. Right. You. <laughs> you. Right. Now. He manifests unto you in the flesh right now. Right. He will manifest himself unto us and he will teach us and then he'll give us our mission and he'll teach us what we need to know beyond that yeah and that's just cool that is so cool you know so um it was just one of my little this is all we've done all afternoon, really. This is we sat <laughs> I love here. those kind of Sundays. Um, you Sunday know, it's short. <laughs> well, it's like I have, you know, I have in my book, you know, mighty prayer circled, and I have two, four, six, five different other references written down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now, now that I found it again, I need to find and see if uh, if John Pontius has all of those for mighty prayer. right you know which ones do i have you know do i have any that he doesn't have the brother jared in there at least that i've seen yet he didn't have it in all right so he has second nephi 424 i have that one he has enos 14 i have that he has alma 66 i have that one he has alma 810 but he doesn't have dnc 524 and he doesn't have third nephi 27 1 yeah it'd be fun to go through like joshua mariano's book right of all the references and stuff and see if they're Mm -hmm. we're included in that one as well yeah is he ever going to come and speak with us no (laughs) i've tried (laughs) i'm still hoping Yeah. yeah i haven't had a chance to even look at that yet i'm you know yeah i've been so focused on on this book or whatever so well I read this one last week. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Right, you know Who's that one. Um, Beverly Campbell. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, you know, and I just, I just got this one from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And you know, because we were watching those videos, and we're only through a few of them, and I'm like, it's only eight eighty five. Let me grab one. Right. So um that's some more that's going to require study i have this book that i'm halfway through Mm. oh fun yeah um and it's full of pictures and and i know full well this was this is a pro freemasonry book right Mm -hmm. so you know you gotta you gotta read it and i've got highlights i've got little post-it notes with questions of you know, all that kind of stuff in it. Um, so you read that knowing, okay, this is giving me this side. This isn't showing whatever. We have this one. Yeah, I was just going to say Mary Magdalene because like all of that one, you can have so many different sources. Some are pro, some are against, but mm-hmm. like just kind of wading through all of it. Yeah, the Gospel of Philip, you know. There's so much. <laughs> which we should do though (laughs) you know and then people give me uh you know oh here's a 
here's a talk by David O. McKay about meditation. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Another assignment, yep. Well, you know, and it ties in with what this these other videos are. You know, so I'm like, okay, I'm getting it from three different directions. And there are no different. accidents in this. This is the no coincidences. Right. This is supposed no. to be. And, and as I've been studying, it's the words that I'm seeing over and over and over again. I'm like, wait a minute. I just read that. It's yeah. in this one. And it's over here. And it's over here. It's, oh. I need chocolate. I'm a big puzzle person. And these puzzle pieces are falling in. You know, you know, when you get toward the end of the puzzle and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You do a minute. That's me right now. It's driving me crazy somewhat, you know. Yeah. So a question on Fire of the Spirit and, and the other book or whatever. So, I mean, without spoilers, what's like the overarching thing between book one and two? Like book one is like him prior to his mission. And then a lot of it's like on his mission, right? Um, you get him uh, prior to his mission, on his mission in the beginning of his married life. Well, a, a good... A, yeah beginning like eight years or so first eight years or so of his married life gotcha okay and then book two then is book like two is the rest like clear up until he's like writing these other books and stuff like that or no, like it's clear up until the second coming of christ oh okay gotcha okay which was a surprise to me i didn't know that was all going to be in there <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty I was listening to it this morning too before church I was busy so that, that <laughs> answers my question because my thing was like so is there going to be more books in the series and like, oh no it goes for a second coming unless there's a millennium book I guess the original series had like four or five books in it and he had written and published several of them and then he had the notes for the last one and you know before he died and so what they did is they combined the books to make it only two volumes instead of a whole bunch of you know like five. Oh, okay gotcha. okay and so i think the first book is like the first two books and then the second book is the last three books or something like that gotcha i was like but, there's more there's like prequels to the fire spirit no no no, no, <laughs> no. It's, all, it's, it's okay. all together it was originally published under a different name okay gotcha that makes sense okay is there lots yeah. of crying through this like there oh my was, gosh the first seven oh, yes. chapters I'm, I'm about teared out i know i was too, i was literally <laughs> falling no one prepared me and oh, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it was funny oh, because it was, it was i woke up in the middle of the night and i couldn't go back to sleep so i'm like okay cameron could read me a bedtime story and he's bawling and then i'm bawling and I did. I bawled myself to sleep. Have you oh, guys goodness. listened to my reading of it? Yes. Yeah. Nancy? You guys have to go listen to it. Oh my it's, gosh. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Like I really listened to it or whatever. It's and I'm funny, like, but oh it's not gosh, funny. <laughs> like I am like bawling hard. I'm like. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you guys, what have you gotten me into? Because <laughs> I'm not a crier, like at all. He said, you should read this. And I'm like, I, I don't have a microphone. have you read it or have you heard cameron's i haven't i haven't you must go do it like right now (laughs) it's so crazy and so sorry i was like okay i'm just gonna do like one page it's just kind of like a 
hmm, do I even want to record this or whatever? And what does it start off with? It starts off with lisping and right into the character or whatever. And I'm like chuckling at myself and I'm like, oh, this, this might be kind of funny. And then I get into it and I'm like, bawling. And then um, what's his face? That, um, uh, the one that gave the blessing and when he gets up in, in sacrament meeting and I can't um, remember his name uh, whatever anyway when he's doing his whole like southern accent or whatever and <laughs> I'm like bawling and doing a southern accent <laughs> it's <laughs> so bad <laughs> and then he kept saying oh I can't believe you guys got me into this I know yeah I have to take lots of breaks because I'm not going to go back and edit this stuff I'm not great at like no editing. you're not it's awesome. And so like I'm just like I have to like take breaks during the reading and I'm like oh my gosh guys this is too much <laughs> I don't know if I can continue <laughs> but yeah it's like tragedy after tragedy for the first few chapters I don't know if it continues like that but I'm just like okay brace yourself <laughs> just keep, please keep making your cute little commentaries it was awesome <laughs> yeah I might have like little self talks with myself at the end of each chapter and be like okay cam what was that <laughs> uh, be prepared for more it homework. just keeps going oh my yeah. goodness. but i do love all of the things in it and stuff like there was a lot that um talked surprised. about in here tonight with when we're going along the word of wisdom rabbit hole there um of like when they brought the chris kid in and he had like insulin and all of that kind of stuff or whatever but then with like good clean eating and and regulatory stuff like that was able to clear up and um the the whole discussion on holy spirit versus holy ghost and and all of these applications and stuff like i i, I now understand what you guys were talking about last week of yeah. taking this stuff and then internalizing it like what principles are we really learning here instead of just a fictional story or whatever kind of thing you know but man, it, it really is good. I'm not a, a fictional person like at all. You can ask my mom, but um, I, I, the glory. I hate that book, but um, I like the facts. I like to know what actually happens so I don't get sidetracked, but I really am <laughs> drawn into this book for some reason. The thing, about, the thing about this book, you know, these books, right? is they um sometimes we can have these concepts we we read our our books you know triumph of zion and following the light of christ into his presence and they're like way up here this is this is the concept you're going what does that look like yes. you know if i if then i can hear here's what it looks like in an actual family if I can see an example of what it looks yeah. like i can understand it better i can understand how to make it in my life better you know things along those lines what what is this and these books are really good at showing an example of what it looks like not what it's necessarily every time not you know what it is for everybody but here's an example and How that long have you been really, around um he wrote the first ones in the 90s wow a long time yeah well you know and he's been gone since 2012 right yeah. i think he was trying to figure out how am i going to write you know this last one because he didn't have any personal experience to pull from <laughs> yeah. all right <laughs> and then the lord grants <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I i i the more i read and the more i thought the more i read that second book 
and and the com there's a conversation in there about how a, a translated person could fake their own death. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So was it and, you two that recommended this series? Yes. Nancy yeah, recommended it like a month or two ago and I just got on it and started I just brushed it off because I was week. like, I'm not doing fiction. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting as you're reading the spirit, I'll just zing you like, oh, pay attention to this, pay attention to this. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it, it really is. It really is. If you read it with the spirit and you and you read it with the intent to learn eternal truths, those eternal truths will be shown to you. Mm -hmm. They they will jump out at you. You will feel the spirit on that and you will know oh wow and you'll be going where's my highlighter i gotta highlight this just like in my other book i need i need to write something in the margins here which i think is the refreshing part of it of like you can find gospel concepts and truths in harry potter or lord of the rings or whatever you're right but it's like you have to wade through a lot of crap to get to it versus mm -hmm. this that was written for that express purpose of mm -hmm. okay what's the end goal that i want the reader to get to and mm -hmm. let's do a holy way to get to it kind of thing with a narrative yeah. which also makes me want to read lance richardson's zion book because he takes all of that hopi indian and uh, tibetan mm -hmm. monk stuff and puts it into a novel form and he says why he does it he's like it just has to be you have to have the the narrative in order to get some of the concepts that i'm i'm putting forth and i'm like okay well i gotta read that one now <laughs> well i have i have quite an extensive library of business books right and mm -hmm. and that was actually a technique that a couple of business writers were um, starting to do because you know business books on how leadership and stuff can be a little dry so then you get books like who moved my cheese oh, i've read that book <laughs> You know, I say that all the time. It's not one that I would have had. <laughs> um, but but they're told from the, the point of a story, and and in 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 getting the story, you're shown here's what this looks like, and you can see the good, and you can see the bad, and you can you can see those kinds of things. And I will tell you, you know, um, Sam in these books, you know, he's not always perfect <laughs> right so he does have he does have some issues he does have some some pride he has to deal with he has some um sometimes when he's not as close to the spirit as he knows he should be right and and, and so it's not an unrealistic book either yeah. mm -hmm. because you know it could have been that he never did anything wrong kind of thing and yep. You or like when know. Cheryl comes along and he takes her to the prom and then they, he ends up making out with his new best sister, right? <laughs> That's what I was expecting. And then I'm like, oh, no, this is totally different. <laughs> I was going to say, I missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you have, he's, he's not perfect and you realize that. And the other characters in the book aren't perfect either. And you can see the results of that. You can see the consequences of some of that. You can see how um, how they help other people overcome their not being perfect. 
right? And so that gives you ideas on how to minister to people, how to help people in certain situations where you go, I would have no idea what to do in this. Yep. Here's an idea, right? And, and, and maybe you wouldn't do the same thing, but it would then get your creative juices flowing and gives you a jumping off point, right? So yeah. you, you just have, it, it's just well worth all of the tears and the multiple boxes of Kleenex that you will go through. Yes. Mm. Right? So question, mm -hmm. uh, when he goes to Idaho and becomes a bishop, before the Alaska move or whatever, does, I mean, you that have been around the John Pontius a lot longer than I have, do you know what town in Idaho that was? Like what his story is there? For John Pontius? Yeah. Because yeah. like I have a friend here that actually lived in the town that he was up in, in Alaska, him and his parents and stuff, but I don't know what the Idaho town is and she didn't know either. And I was just curious. I don't know, but I found out that the counselor in our um, stake presidency, our first counselor, is from Marlboro. Marlboro. Mm -hmm. um, it's like between Idaho Falls and Burley. He yeah. said Burley, and I'm like, I know somebody there. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere on the Slate oh, Snake man. River, he says, nobody ever knows where this place is. And I figured, oh, Cameron probably does. I don't know about Marlboro. Marlboro, yeah. maybe I'm saying it wrong. He says some little town on the Snake River, Snake River Canyon. Mm. I thought it started with an M. Hmm. Between you and, it, and oh. Idaho Falls. You guys report okay. back next time. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't type that as the notes, but you know that that stood out to me. He 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 gave a thing. We had ward conference today, and mm. so. He was in Relief Society. The first counselor was in Relief Society. <laughs> he joined nice. me the short straw. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, the state president got the elder quorum and the second counselor got the young men and young women. <laughs> and we got the first counselor. So, um, but yeah, he he was talking about his, his stuff there. So I was thinking about you. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I don't know towns in in remote towns in Idaho any more than I know remote towns in Utah. <laughs> but yeah, that helps. In between Burley and Idaho Falls, I should be able to find it. <laughs> I yeah. don't know where it is. I bet you're gonna go find it right now. <laughs> I, it, it starts with an M, I think. Okay. I think I could be completely wrong. It could have just had an M in it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I could Sorry. remember it before. What's his name? Do you know? Uh, Robin Wright. W-R-I-G-H-T. The Wrights are like from Aberdeen and stuff. I'm wondering if it's close by there. Aberdeen. Let me look. I'm looking. It was, it was some small, small little thing. That apparently whoever the general authority was who was doing the interviews for the state presidency was like, oh, yeah, I know this town. Uh, my brother's family lives there. And of course, he's like, oh, you're the brother of this person, you know, and yeah, that's kind that's of the way. World, yeah. And he's like, I knew at that point, he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be friends. He's like, I knew at that point I was sunk. 
<laughs> my fate was sealed i'm looking i'm looking on the on google maps right now <laughs> so thinking small that it's not you have to be zoomed in so so big that i'm 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 zoomed in pretty much he said snake river right <sighs> and i know he's talked about well yeah i see aberdeen I don't know. It's gonna drive you nuts now. It is gonna drive me nuts. No, because I I'm not gonna I, I thought it was watch it be something like watch it be Aberdeen and I would totally off who knows in La La Land. It could be like Moreland, maybe. Moreland. It, it's mm. kind of could be Malta. Because nobody ever, because nobody ever knows. I'm so um, funny tonight. <laughs> hey, all right, and you were talking about getting off off track afterwards. You know, I'm I'm doing my my best. To you help best yeah. Game on, Group A. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'll watch this. Yeah, this Group C can't even compete with it. It's it's a dead ringer between A and B. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now we have a competition mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know because um there's just there's nothing there that i why was i thinking it was m you'll have to tell us in the chat uh, i'll <laughs> have to i might have to send him a message what was the town where you're from again <laughs> <laughs> that would be you'll be like why <laughs> that would get him on my right that would get me on his radar and i really yeah. don't think i want to do that <laughs> oh, yeah but it, but one of the things that he said that was kind of weird today is he's like he's he said he was thinking of you know he's going to retire in a couple of years and and he and his wife had already put themselves on the list to serve a, a senior mission at the heber valley girls camp Right. Hmm. And so, you know, cause you can sign up for up to five years in advance to, oh, to really? do that. And yeah, oh. go figure. <laughs> and he's like, we're on this list and, um, you know, to do this in like three or four years. And, and, um, he's like, what better place you get to go and live at a camp and, and do a, you know, do all Beautiful. the woods and play with a chainsaw. This is great. <laughs> and the the 70 who who called him said that's okay it'll still be there in nine years because <laughs> yep. state presidency callings are for nine years right because it's like tell me about your plans for the future and he's, yeah, he's exactly. telling him he's like oh, yeah no no not for nine years <laughs> <laughs> put that off a little bit it'll still be there in nine years and i'm thinking i'm sitting here thinking Oh, what timeline did I just see? Nine yeah. years ago. No, Nine I don't think so. <laughs> so anyway. All right. I'm being told to say goodnight, Gracie. Hey, <laughs> <Thanks>, Scott. <laughs> you knew where that came from. I did. <laughs> it's a rough job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Yeah, doing great. Thank you, man. Right. Anyway, as yeah. always, you all. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you. See you. Bye. Bye.